Hi everyone, this is Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Everything is Football. Don't go away. Hello everyone, I'm Mark Gashwin, and welcome to another EIF podcast. It's Tuesday, July 12th, and I'm here with TH21, Tomas Horsell, and we are going to quickly, I know the Euro happened on Sunday, but we can't avoid talking about it. There's, you know, the barren patch in football without the Euro and the Copa America until we can get to Neymar's Olympics in Brazil, which I know you're so excited for. Um, Exactly. And so we'll briefly talk about the final, and we'll also look at the team of the Euro that was just announced. So, Tomas, overall impressions of the Euro, the final, and of course your main man, CR7. How happy are you for him? Well, Fred, let's start. We, we've got to start of CR7. I mean, I am ecstatic. I was honestly, I was so sad when he, when he came off, tried to come on again. And I mean, hate him all you want. I mean, had that happened to Messi, I would have, you know, I would have been sad anyway. I mean, it's just devastating for, for a guy like him. You know, his dream, his whole life. He's won everything. Always wanted to win a title with his national team. They get to the final in the most unlikely of circumstances. And to go off like that, that was heartbreaking. But then to see a Brazilian man, Eder, to score, scoring that beauty. That I mean, can you imagine the odds on Eder scoring that you know game winner in extra time? Scored zero, you know, zero goals for Swansea this season. Zero. That was honestly, if if you ask ten people what team Eder plays for, I bet you they would not know. <laughs> that's 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 how much of a. Uh, uh, prominence he has but no I mean great great shot and I mean so resilient from Portugal tournament long and just so satisfying to see Ronaldo being able to come back uh, to lift that trophy at the end those uh, I mean I'm just so happy you know how much I love Ronaldo so very happy for him it's well deserved uh, over the course of his career makes up for the heartbreak of 2004 2006 World Cup as well where they got very unlucky in the semifinals so good for CR7. Unfortunately for me, in terms of the Euros, very disappointing. I mean, we've mentioned this before, but didn't find it to be the highest quality football. A lot of very dull matches, not a lot going on. Really, if I had to pick any matches that really stood out, well, I mean, I'd say Germany-France, I would say Belgium-Wales, and I'd say Portugal-Hungary, and that's about it, really. I mean, it was just a disappointing tournament overall uh, was expecting more from the Euros although as we've seen recently international football just seems to be declining slightly in the in the quality we're seeing from these teams but hey Portugal won CR7 won I'm a happy man yeah obviously and you know I'm, I'm I am I am happy to see him win he does deserve for his career he does deserve it I do think that is pretty funny though that he's Finally, at the tail end of his career, when I think he's really sort of tailed off as a player, I think people still think you know of him as one of the best in the world simply because of the amount of goals that he scores. And I think that he scores that amount of goals because he, A, plays for Real Madrid, and B, takes 27 shots a game. So you got to think that... You know yeah, the law of aver- the law of averages. The law of averages says that one of those will go in eventually. Um, but no, it but is. But it's it's not that easy to score. But the fact that him and Messi can consistently score fifty plus is. I mean, it can't yeah, just. I'm, be I'm, 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 I'm not saying I'm not saying anything away from it, but I'm saying as a, in pure footballing ability, 
this is probably the worst that he's been in his entire career in terms of being able to dribble past players. He dribbled two people, two completed dribbles in this Euro. And I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that that's necessarily like a bad thing. Like he can be that type of player where he's like a penalty box poacher. But I'm just saying, in terms of pure footballing ability, when he's at his probable worst, he didn't have a great tournament. He really only showed up in against Hungary. Really, I mean, against Wales, he scored a nice. He's, against Wales, he scored a brilliant header. And besides that, like didn't do that much. But you know. Does what he he's does now. Ronaldo in the past five years is the best poacher of all time. I mean, I think that's. Yeah, I would, I would, I would, I would, I would agree with that. I think that's what he is. He's a, as I as I've said constantly, he's a modern day Pippo and Zaggy times two is what I'll call him. Times um, two. Times yeah, two. Yeah, times two. Yeah, fine. Times like five. Um, but yeah, anyway, it is, it is, it is, it is good for him to win. Um, definitely was upsetting to see him go off injured. Um, but as I predicted, the minute that he got injured, it would help Portugal. I told, told my friend that I was watching the game with that Portugal will be better now without Ronaldo because they have, they bring on Ricardo Quaresma, who is comfortable on the ball where Ronaldo is not. And, uh, it'll help them in the game a little bit. And just as I predicted, the entire game, Portugal would win the game without Ronaldo. And they did exactly that. And, um, it's good for Ronnie that Edair is there to save his legacy where Gonzalo Higuain could not for a certain Lionel Messi, which we've discussed, um, which I discussed previously on my podcast with Adam Joseph. So we won't touch, we won't touch too much into that right now, but overall impressions, I completely agree with you with the Euro in regards to the Euro. Really, really dreadful. Um, we'll move on and we'll discuss the team of the Euro because that came out uh, yesterday. They went with Rui Patricio and Net. I don't think either of us could disagree with that. He was superb all tournament and was absolutely incredible yes, yeah. in the final. Absolutely um, incredible in the final. Um, they went with the Bayern youngster Josh Kimmich at right back, who was also very, very good. Unfortunately, many will remember him for that error. Uh, that he made against France at the end of the game, which, went, I don't, which I don't blame him for. Which I mean, there was yeah. I mean, he was yeah, he was put into such a tough spot by that Huvedes pass, and you know, as 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 is the Pep school of training, you're always supposed to pass your way out of trouble, and unfortunately, it, it bit him a little bit in that in that circumstance. Uh, they got Boateng and Pepe at the back, both immense. Rafael Guerrero at left back, Tony Cruz, Joe Allen, and Aaron Ramsey. As the three center mids, nice to see the two Wales man get recognition. And then up front, they went with Dimi Paye, CR7, and the player of the tournament, who unfortunately did not show up too much in the final, Antoine Griezmann. He, uh, showed, so up. Th- he showed up just very uh, negatively. <laughs> yeah, so TH, do you, are you happy with that team? Anyone you think should be in there? Any honorable mentions? What do you think of it? Frankly, no. I'm I'm honestly disappointed by a few of these picks. I'd like to serve Boateng. For me, against Italy, I mean, I thought he was playing handball there. You know, the handball keepers come up like like freaking Spider-Man. Um, and then in the following game against France, made a very poor mistake. I don't know if you remember that failed header. And then yeah. uh, luckily for him, Italy were in, um, sorry, Giroud proved that he's slower than me. Wasn't able to capitalize. But so for me, Boateng being there, questionable. I would have put Ashley Williams, to be honest. Big fan of him, but also I thought he was a man's all tournament. Had one mistake early on, but other than that, even playing that that game in the quarterfinals against Belgium, playing with the injury. So 
great to watch. Or I don't remember if it was the quarterfinals or the last 16, but still, what a warrior. For me, another problem I have here is I think hopefully you see this one, Mark. A glaring omission here. For me, this one's the, the most shameful mission here. Where's Perisic? Where is even Perisic here? I mean, yes, yes, they got knocked down in the last 16. But come on. The guy was immense for Croatia. So for me, for Perisic not to be in there, you know, get Joe Allen out of there. Make this a nice four. Well, I don't even know. Change this formation up, but get Perisic in there. Get Allen out. I don't, I don't know what uh, Joe Allen did to deserve to be uh, a part of this, but I guess you, you just have to have him in there because Wales is such a nice fairy tale story. And then another one I have an issue with, how do we not have any Italian players here? Surely, to not have one Italian player here, there were all immense, fortunately, uh, out with injury against Germany, but you have to have uh, an Italian player here, be it Giaccarini, be it be it the Rossi, be it whoever you want to slot in. There needs to be an Italian player here. The, I thought great performances all around for players who, in my opinion, were not up to the standard or which they played. So, I mean, a little uh, disappointing from, from UEFA there. And, yeah, I mean, just disappointing overall how it seems like sometimes these, these tournaments look to just have, you know, the fairy tale story including some players here. I mean, why not, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to be a little picky here, why not Hazard? Why is Hazard not there? I mean, hard to say that one poor performance against Wales, which wasn't even, by the way, it wasn't even a terrible performance from there. I thought De Bruyne was much worse in that game. Up to that point, Hazard had been incredible. I mean, his performance in the last 16 was, in my opinion, the best single performance in the tournament by any player. So for me, Hazard not being there, Perisic not being there, an Italian player not being there, and Boateng being in there are for me questionable. A lot of uh, you're not you're not very happy with UEFA here. I can take that. Um, yeah. For me, I'm not I'm not too bothered with it. I actually like it. My one, um, I'll be a little more succinct than Th and his rambling. But uh, my uh, my two changes would be Benucci in for Boateng. Who I thought Benucci was pretty much flawless, pretty much flawless all tournament. Um, this I, yeah, I mean, he, to be fair, he did score the the late equalizer yeah. against Germany in that game, so he deserves some credit. Um, I'm actually very content with the midfield of Cruz, Allen, and Ramsey. I thought Allen was one of the better players at this Euro. I thought I, you know, I was talking to a lot of Wales fans on the on the uh, on the uh, forums. And they were all in agreement that Joe Allen had been the best player for them at this tournament. So I was, I was not aware you you're an active member of the the Wales. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't call myself an active member, but I was curious because I had heard rumblings that many mm. had thought he had been the best. So I was kind of curious to see what that what their take was. Um, and then I'm content, obviously Griezmann, Demi Paye in there, and then my last change. I know you're. I know you're gonna let's, not like this. Let's end, let's end this podcast here. I know. <laughs> I know you're not gonna like this, but I would throw in Gareth Bale instead of Cristiano Ronaldo. I thought Gareth Bale did more overall in this tournament than Cristiano Ronaldo did. And I know that he beat him, quote unquote, in like their little battle in the semifinal. Outperformed. But I just think that Bale did more. He meant more to his team than Ronaldo meant to Portugal, and I think that. He deserves to get recognized for that, and I think that he deserves to be in there. And I would put Ronaldo happily in my second team of the Euro 
along with Ivan Perisic, along with Eden Hazard, along with Ashley Williams, and along with all of them. Um, I think, so those I, think are the, a, I think it should have been a back three, to be honest. No need for wing backs, but hey, make it a back three. Get either Kimmich or Guerrero in there. Slot an extra man in there for uh, for the midfield. I mean, there are just too many for me. There are just too many omissions here. That's that, simple as that. I yeah, would even consider. Sure. I would even consider bringing Payet out, to be honest. No, he's been fine. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. We'll 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 agree to disagree on this. Clearly, we're not the biggest fans of UEFA. Um, and then, so we'll end our Euro discussion there, uh, and we'll move on to the to the real story that everyone wants to know: who will be the next England boss that the English media will hype up to be the savior, only for them to lose in the group stage in Russia 2018. Uh, the rumors seem to peg Big Sam Allardyce, and surprisingly for many American fans and viewers, Jurgen Klinsmann as the two front runners for this job. So, Tomas, what do you think? Uh, what do you think about that? Who should get the job, and what do you think about Klinsmann even being in the running? Surely, April Fools has now become July Fools. I mean, <laughs> how how in the world? Is Klinsman even being discussed for this? I mean, seriously. I mean, it should, it should just stop there. The guy, when he was the Germany coach, Joachim Lowe was the brain behind that. I mean, that that's widely known. That Lowe just was the man behind the tactics and behind everything really that was going right. Klinsman, get him in for youth development. Get him in for something. But to, to even consider him as a coach for England? I mean, wow. I mean, it, it looks like they don't even want to qualify for the World Cup. Get Big Sam. Get Alan Pardew. Get one of those two. Fantastic coaches, British. Yeah, it hasn't always gone right with the British coaches, but if anyone can make it go right, it's Alan Pardew, it's Sam Allardyce. Get one of them in. Maybe take a gamble with Eddie Howe, but Jurgen Klinsmann, get out of here. Yeah, I, I'm I'm completely with you. I think it's time for England to really just go back to their roots and play a four four two, no nonsense. Everyone playing in the positions. They are expected to play in no Jamie Vardy out on the left wing, no Wayne Rooney in center midfield. No more of that. Just very simple back to basics, almost a Lester like approach. Uh, maybe even Nigel Pearson, then the, uh, <laughs> the man, the man who really set the, the table for Lester this season. Um, but I think they just get, they, they've overcomplicated things in the past. Yeah, and I think they run the area in there. Yeah. Why not? And I think that if they get Klinsman, that'll just be another, ridiculous decision a la Fabio Capello back in the day or well, Svenjorn Eriksson. I mean, okay, just, at least Capello is one of the best coaches of all time. I mean, well, right, right. He is like, he is a, he was a, it made sense, I guess, but compared to Klinsman, but I just still think that they need to stop overthinking it and just kind of bring in another big Englishman who will know how to get the best out of his team. Yeah. Big, big Sam, Sam, big Sam it, has it, his, it, yeah. His yeah, I, I mean, completely it, agree. It's the big, easiest and the best choice. Yeah, Big Sam for England or Miguel Herrera for England to make the men and Blazers <laughs> to make the men and Blazers happy. Uh, well, there you have it. Thank you so much for listening, and tune in next time. I'm sick of playing it by the books. I think we should get a room yourself, and your shoes ain't off the shelves. You straight out of magazine. Feel things I ain't ever felt. Yeah. Yeah, my